All who come to this happy place, welcome. Sonoma Sun FM presents. Live from Sonoma, California. Well, for starters, you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Tim Livingston. Not you, fat Jesus. Slide it on back. Pete Livingston. Kind of a big deal. And Sam. I want you to remember this face here, okay? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Taking you into Monday the only way they know how. With love. Now go to that voodoo that you do so well. Those Livingston Brothers on Sonoma Sun FM, KSVY 91.3 Sonoma. Sebastian Janikowski. This will be a 53-yard attempt. Hit balls to go from 40. Oh, here's the fake. Leckler completes. Boss runs it in. Touchdown. And there's the fake that you had mentioned. They do it on a field goal attempt. Let, let's let's just recap this, gentlemen. The 40- you gotta you gotta get that going. That's driving me crazy because I got the yeah. I got the beat coming in the right ear. That that's something that I don't think number one stunner. You know, uh, 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 uh. it turns out that your right ear is better for detecting noises, and your left ear is better for recon- recognizing noises. That's really good ear knowledge. That that's fantastic ear knowledge. How'd you know that? Who told you that? Uh, I want names. Sorry, I can't give them out, even though we're on the radio. They're probably not listening anyways, but you never know. Nobody can know about there it them. There it is. It was in high school. I think it's still doing it. I think it's just a file. It's cool. It's cool, dude. Whatever. Let it go. It's time to let it go, Timmy. I blame Audacity. There you go. We are the number one stunners. Thank you. Turning it down. Actually, we are um, we are not. We are Los Livingston brothers. We are more than the number one stunners. We are number one in your hearts. Your hearts of love for Sunday night. Hearts of joy. Hearts of joy. Um, I'm joyous for this. Oh, you just went there. You hipster. I, I did just go there. Go get an apple tattoo first off on your on your calf. First off, why don't you get Steve Jobs' Deutsch, autograph Deutsch and then have it printed on your your iPhone? Okay, so this this is something that I wanted you to be a part of. Pete, you're turning down my ear, earphones. I can't hear anything. Okay. There you, you go. S- you suck. Don't do that. You're good. You're touching the one that says don't touch. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, those are the ones welcome, on the end. Welcome to the show, by the way. Tim Livingston cool. along with... With uh, Pete and Sam Livingston. We are Los Livingston Brothers. We are on show 40, gentlemen. We did it. Show 40. Woo! Papa 40. We made it. We are. This is the old English version of the show. If you're running with that country club. If you're listening in, please feel free to crack open a King Cobra. Exactly. A uh, Budweiser, Bud Light, maybe a, uh, a, Mickey's. a Corona. A Mickey's, if you want to go brass monkey on that ass. Orange, orange juice after, you know, maybe the first couple of sips. You, you can you can you can make that Get all up in that. So so gentlemen, I have a dilemma. So I went with the white 
for the iPhone 4. I'm holding a f- iPhone 4S <sighs> in our hand, my hand, by the way. That's Pete groaning because he doesn't have his yet. Because I don't. Um, and I decided that for my case, I wanted to go with this orange bumper. It's you're orange. So you're such a fruit. Okay, first <laughs> off, hook 'em horns. Uh, my orange bumper you on my jackass. on my. Dude, you knew I was gonna go white on white, that's, like I'm that's like why, I'm effing Ross. That's 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 why I got orange. White because on white. Because if I went on, uh. if I because if I went white on white, Pete would actually reach over and hit me in the face. He would say, "You are nothing but a slide, but a freaking like an idea stealing moron." All right. But then this this evening, I was over at uh, at my friend Benjamin Casillas' house. You know him well. Yes. He of of Mexican descent. Go on. Helping out on the documentary. Yes, that's right. Um, friend of the show. Great friend. Great friend. Best of the show. friend of the show. Um, he he uh, he he uh, he heeds by the uh, pants optional philosophy as well. Of course, he lives Very and fantastic. dies by it. So, young Benjamin, whose birthday it is actually next week. Happy birthday, Ben. He will turn, I think, forty nine. Is his is his age? Why? Um. So Ben was in Taiwan last year for St. Pat this past year for St. Patrick's. So he already has the the iPhone five. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and he was over there and he got something for drinking a bunch of beers. And I said, "Well, that's pretty cool." And so he hands this to me. Oh man! Why? And it's a black Guinness snap case. Which that looks looks remarkably well. Remarkably well with my white phone. It really does. Uh, I've, I I mean, should just replace her logo with Guinness. I mean, like he presented this to me, and I thought I had it good. Like I had people saying this is a great color combination. Like when the I- white iPads came out, the orange covers were the first things to go. Well, now you can accessorize, and now I don't know if I can go back. No joke. Why not? I mean. Timmy, this is incredible. Saturday afternoons, you go with the burnt orange. Or is that Cal State Fullerton orange? Pete, that. that could be Cal State Fullerton orange. No, but I'm not going with this, because I need something that would more protect my phone. This is it's hard to tell. Now, the reason this these a, are made is... This is more of a... I don't know. The reason those are made, there were two reasons. One, there were, there were antenna issues with the first uh, wave of AT&T iPhone 4s. Okay. And what happened was this amplified the signal, okay? But it also is enough around the edges so that if, if it doesn't fall either flat back or flat front... The brunt of it, it's going to be on the sides here because it's thick enough. I want my phone to be in a bubble because I don't want my phone to be destroyed. But then he comes out, Benjamin Casillas, and he makes my night with this. Phenomenal. I mean, uh, absolutely incredible. So that's going to be the Guinness... This will be the normal. That's going to be the reg. I think this this is going to be on the reg, bro. For sure. That's going to be on the reg. reg. The Guinness yep. uh, iPhone 4S yep. cover. Exactly. On um, the reg. The, the one issue is that there this isn't a tan front, so I could call this a black and tan. There you go. Which, would, which would be... That's an alcoholic beverage. That would be an alcoholic beverage. For all of joke. our underage listeners. 707-933-9133 if you want to call in. We are happy here in the land 
of two very good uh, national. Wait, just before we even go, wow! Another step. Oh. I just want to say, Sam, I love the shirt that you're wearing right oh, now. Oh man, we do. This is where I wish we had the webcam going. Sam oh, yeah. is wearing a present from Pete to Sam uh, from a couple years ago. Um, it is his Wu Invincible shirt. So Wu Tang Clan shirt. It's phenomenal. The W. With pictures of every member of the Wu Tang Clan surrounding it, it's like something that could have been made in Microsoft Paint, circa nineteen ninety four. But that, and it probably was. Can we say that? No, we can't say that word. But that crap looks dope. There you go. Thank you for that. Um, Pete, of course, wearing his Boston shirt. I have something to say about Boston, but we will get there in a minute. This is this was a gift. Not I know. this. I, it's not the Red Sox. This is just. This was get kind of looks like Red Sox. Kind it's not of the does. same font though. The font. No. The it's this is just a shirt from Boston, but it looks that was like given it, to me as a, as a gift when my girlfriend went. To Boston. It, it looks like one of those knockoff shirts you'd see down at Pier 39. It kind of is. Bucks. Yeah. But it's it's like the Boston version of yes. it. Yes. But I have something to say about Boston. And if any of you follow me uh, with my website. I did. I read the article. The outside which corner, I completely agreed with. And it was just like, it was incredible. We'll get to it in a minute because that's how you build the show. You get people wanting to wonder exactly what was said. Um, feel free to wonder. Feel free. Um, but guys... We are in the midst of something that hasn't happened in the Bay Area in a decade. An earthquake. No. Massive that's, earthquake. That's two decades. 1989. Was there an Pete, AIDS epidemic? Pete, we're six weeks into the football season, and we have two good NFL teams residing in the San Francisco Bay Area. The Chargers. Yes. <laughs> Ding. And the Los Angeles Rams. Ding. Yes. There we go. Exactly. Um... The San Francisco 49ers went into Detroit and beat the Lions on a fourth down touchdown yeah. by wow. Alex Smith to Delaney Walker. And then they held him off in the end. They got a field goal from David Akers late to make it a, a six-point game. And then they got a sack on Matthew Stafford and basically put the game away. Do you know how many yards they rushed for against... That defense against think, that front I, seven, I think it was like one eighty something like over two hundred yards, over two hundred. Wow! Against Andomikin Sue and that front seven, and which has been playing ridiculous. And, and for did front. I did I mention that Alex Smith completed about seventy percent of his passes? Okay, this this is this is um wow a legitimate like this is where you can really start asking questions. Yes. Um, like, like normally I just would just like kind of screw around and not, you know, just kind of make light of a lot of the things that we speak of, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sports, because yeah. I usually, I, t- I love my sports. As you know, I'm a big time sports person. That's why we talk about sports on those Livingston brothers. But, uh, to, that's who we are. If you, if you look at the, the 49ers for the past, uh, what? Eight years? How long has it been since they... Uh, their last like playoff appearance was in oh, 2002. So, you you look at the San Francisco 49ers, and you look at... Let's take this one step at a time. Let's look at Alex Smith. Okay? Okay. 
how many head coaches, how many offensive coordinators, how many coaching changes has he gone through? Arguably, probably more than any he, other. He's had he's had uh, five or six different offensive coordinators, and he's had three now four head coaches. Okay, probably more coaching changes for his position in his tenure than probably any other quarterback that's been in the NFL. Would that be would that be safe to assume? Um I'm actually trying to think about this because I want to say one as a starting like he's been start he's been starting. Let me think about this. Any other teams in the NFL that's been like that? The Rams have still have had somewhat jeez. I I don't think so. I, he's I mean, probably the the only one. Yeah, right. I'm trying nobody's to think. Had, I don't think nobody's there had is. it worse off. If you if you have good has. knowledge on that, please let us know. But what does this season do to Alex Smith? Is he still the worst quarterback in the NFL? Oh hell no. Okay. In fact, I think which people all around the Bay Area. We're calling for, especially Bill Cohen at uh, Press Democrat. That's Lowell Cohen. Lowell Cohen, sorry. <laughs> uh, was basically calling for his head. Wanted, yeah. him, wanted him gone and was just saying he's just a shell of a quarterback, shell of a, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what ha- what happens now um, to Alex Smith? Like, what, what is Alex Smith? You had all these years of mediocrity and nothing better than mediocrity yeah. and now you have somebody who's managing games well has one of the top quarterback ratings in the NFL his stats aren't that great if you look at his stats but you want to know what he hasn't done he hasn't taken sacks he hasn't fumbled the football he hasn't thrown that many interceptions he has allowed the offense to play right into the hands of the great running game they've developed and the fact that the offensive coordinator, Jim Harbaugh, who runs the offense, basically, even though he's the head coach, he's the guy who dictates what the offense does, has done such a fantastic job of just putting Alex Smith in positions where he's going to get the best out of each play. And that combination, it's not just Jim Harbaugh. But it is Alex Smith taking the time and taking the effort to put his best foot forward. I mean, think about this. At the beginning of this season, everybody was hoping that the Niners would go 1-15 and and that Andrew Andrew Luck Luck would fall into their hands with Jim Harbaugh. And I hate to say this, and I I know how good Andrew Luck is. He's a quarterback that comes along maybe once every 10, 15 years. And he's got a, a Harbaugh disciple, he's, basically. He's going. Him. He's going to the Colts. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be he's going the back to the Colts, basically. Manning. Um, I'm going to say this right now. I mean, I think it's pretty apparent that as good as Andrew Luck is, I think he is as great as he is because of Jim Harbaugh. Okay, and then here's the argument: you have that yeah. end of the spectrum mm-hmm. where you have. Can a great coach and a great system mm-hmm. make a player better than he than he is? And you can say you have this argument, which is one pool of, of data from San Francisco. Jim Harbaugh comes in. 
All of a sudden, the team is five and one. Mm-hmm. Frank Gore is having consecutive three consecutive one hundred uh, rushing yard games. Ran for like one fifty today, or yeah, something on like, like that. twelve carries. And you have Alex Smith, who has one of the top five QB ratings in the NFL. And then you all co- also can look at New England when when Brady went down. Who stepped in for for Brady? Matt Castle. Matt Castle. And was throwing four or five touchdowns a game, just, mm-hmm. you know, fourth quarter drives. And people started saying, maybe it's not Tom Brady. Maybe it's just the system. But so people started thinking, okay, maybe it's not necessarily the players. Maybe it really is a system. Maybe you, if you just have this system that you can stick anybody in there and they'll be great, kind of like the West Coast offense mm-hmm. with. Bill Walsh could take any quarterback and make them yep. throw for about 76% of their passes, yeah. which you would read about if you read the blind side. You can learn all yeah. about the West Coast offense. Counterpoint. And But I would, I would like to say, then you look at the other end of the spectrum. You look at the Indianapolis Colts. Exactly. Okay? This is the point where this was Saturday Night Live. I'd be saying, Jane, you ignorant slut. Exactly. Thank you. And then you have... That joke is older than the three of us combined, exactly. by the way. This is like, that's like season one. <laughs> yes, exactly. SNL. Dan Aykroyd. And then you have the Colts who lose Peyton Manning and all of a sudden the high-powered offense and the somewhat, you know, the opportunistic defense. Everything goes out the window. They are timid dogs. Puppies. And then you start, you, so you have both extremes. You have... The, the examples of, you know, fine uh, coaching staffs that put together this well-oiled machine that just, you know, does the little things. And, and then you have just Peyton Manning. He really proves how truly valuable he is. And even though he, he may not – he he did win the Super Bowl, which but, – but then uh, you have to put him up there with one of the all-time greats just by seeing what happens when he's gone. Yeah. Like that team literally went from like Super Bowl contender to they're in the, they're the worst team in football. And yeah. and what's funny without about, a doubt, what's funny about that is now everybody's saying, well, why not just give Peyton the MVP? Like that's the joke this year. Yeah, there's some half truth to that. And there's seriously you want and and it's so great because I'm a sabermetric guy, and there are these great stats by the guys over at Football Outsiders that they've come up with for. All these different types of valuations for players and teams. And I have to say that even though, I mean, he's an outlier, you have to see how much value truly lies within Peyton Manning to see a team that all of a sudden, without him back there running the show, is the hollow shell of an NFL team. And <laughs> that team is like, I watched them play the Bucks. All right. The Bucks basically barely won that game because they made mistake after mistake, and the Colts hung with them. But, man, I just cannot believe that one player can mean that much to a team, obviously until he's gone. And that shows you how incredible a player Peyton Manning is. But here's yeah. the other thing, and I was thinking about this when I was at, at work today, which shows how good of a worker I am. Very good, Pete. You would see that situation and say, horrible coaching staff at Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Okay. Horrible. You would, say, you would say horrible. But if you really think about it, what makes a good coaching staff? I think one of the big things is 
player management. Yeah. Which, if you think of a lot of coaches in the NFL, I think a lot of them, O coordinators and, and head coaches alike, have kind of a big head. And they definitely want to toot their own horn as being an elite X's and O's guys. And I think for the Colts to let Peyton Manning be, in fact, larger Basically, than an O coordinator. The, yeah. And not let that get in the way. Say, hey, we have somebody special. And I think their management of that situation makes them, in some weird way, great coaches. And having the ability yeah. to step back and say, hey, yeah, Peyton, when you're out there, we'll, we're suggesting plays. But you do whatever you want. The, the funniest yeah. part about that to me is that, let's say Peyton, like, let's say... That they actually had an argument against Peyton doing this, like they they against went up him to, doing what against him doing this the the stuff he's done the last eight years of his career, where he's basically taken over that team in all facets, <laughs> and Peyton just goes like like really. He has to point to this season. It's like okay, I'm gonna let you make the calls out on the field, and then let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And and that's the truth. There is fine lines between coaching and players. In the system-based world of the NFL, where you know so many players are need you know rocket arms, quick outs, shotgun looks all across the all, all across the NFL. That heavy passing-oriented attack. You have systems in New England, San Diego, New Orleans. Okay, the systems that produce points green bay okay um but at the same time okay the quarterbacks running those systems are elite quarterbacks okay like you pointed out matt castle he's a decent quarterback in that system he's good tom brady is a great quarterback in bill belichick's system he is a hall of famer Mm -hmm. all right Peyton Manning is a Hall of Famer because of what he does on the field because it's his system as opposed to a coach's system. And the funniest thing is Peyton Manning, I think, has a chance to go down in the history of football as not the greatest football player of all time, but as far as importance to a single team, I think he'll go down as the single most important player to his team's success in the history of the NFL. Fair enough. Because I don't think the Colts will get anywhere near where they have the last few years without Peyton Manning. Fair enough. All right. But the Raiders are 4-2. The Niners are 5-1. The Niners going to a bye week 5-1, having just won on the road. Again, going east. I mean, strap it on, folks. Get on this bandwagon. Well... My next question is: yes, do, Are the black man are, in the back? Are the Forty ers Can you say that they're for real? How about this, Pete? The only team in the NFC that's better than them is the Packers. Okay, but my counterpoint is: you know, brash, energetic, brand new young head coach, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels. Okay, Denver Broncos two seasons ago started yeah. out six and zero, beat Bill Belichick. Okay, beat the New England Patriots, 
was at the top of the world, and then they I think they won like one more game, and then like lost out the rest of the season. But I will, and then but I'm just saying, and it was the exact same thing, and I'm just saying that this it's still too early in the season. I was I'm gonna like, I'm gonna wait, wait. and I'm and Jane, I, Jane, you ignorant slut. I mean, and this and this is the joke, but it's the truth from from here on out. Jim Harbaugh has a track record of letting things like this not go away. He has a track record of having his players play up to what he wants. Josh McDaniels was a first-year head coach that got a good start, got cocky, and then went 8-8. So what one has to look at is Jim Harbaugh knowing as a quarterback and a good quarterback in the NFL, almost went to the Super Bowl. Almost went to the Super Bowl was a freaking tipped hail mary pass away with the ball in the receiver's hands from upsetting the Pittsburgh Steelers and facing the Dallas, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys in Super Bowl Thirty One. That excuse me, Twenty Nine. That he knows exactly what it takes to go sixteen games and be a good team. And this team, Pete, keeps getting better and better and better. Which is very true. And they keep facing adversity and owning up to it. All right? And no joke, they are a couple of bad calls away and a couple of missteps away from being a 6-0 and team. Very a true. A Cowboys loss in overtime. So I think that as opposed to Josh McDaniels, who got a big head because he was Tom Brady's OC and because of the fact that he wanted to prove himself as the boy wonder with Lane Kiffin now in the, in the same division, that he got a big head, and now he's the OC for, quite literally, outside of the Colts, the worst offense in football. Chiefs? No, the Rams. Oh, the Rams. The Chiefs at least put up points a couple weeks back. The Chiefs, ironically, lose all their rushers, turn into a passing team, and all of a sudden, yeah, not this week, but the week before and, last, and, Matt Castle. And, and people, and you so wonder why. Now, Pete. I think you'll, I honestly think you'll see the Chiefs, they'll, they'll come back around. And I'm saying that because I have Matt Castle, one of my fans. And you wonder now why there's so many people calling for the head coach's head because of the fact that I don't think he understands his personnel that well, to yeah, be honest with could, you. Could be. Good coaching, Pete. Good, good coaching. coaching. Todd Haley's not a good coach. Not a good coach. Jim so, Harbaugh, great coach. Went from good to gooder in my book. Oh yeah, no, he's 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 right there. If he can get this team to twelve wins this year, which is totally possible, considering so many of these games that were supposed to be losses, very true, were wins. Very true. Twelve and four, a first hey, a round in the NFL, bye. In the NFL, a win is a win. They're winning. They are winners. Charlie Sheen, a rack them. A, a win is a is a win. All right. Um, I mean, and here's the other thing. And I'm on board with you. I don't necessarily think it's a fluke. I'm just. I was bringing up Josh McDaniels as point counterpoint. Another counterpoint people could try and make is uh, Pete Carroll, which I think would be a, just a horrible counterpoint based on the fact that what was his record when he got into the playoffs. Last year, when Pete Carroll one and, and the Seattle Seahawks one and one, no, when they got oh seven and nine, seven and nine, okay, that is fluky. That's just bad football all around. And somebody had to go to the playoffs, which is what that was. It was basically off of a tech 
technicality that they got to go because they were the NFC West champions. And if anybody tries, I heard some rumblings on people trying to compare, saying, "Oh, hey, you know who else? Who else made playoffs? You know, they came out of the college ranks and made playoffs. Pete Carroll did." And it's like, well, I mean, Jim Harbaugh five and one. Yeah, you know, two more wins, and he's already yeah. And there let's, let's, with Pete Carroll. Let's and, not pretend that Pete Carroll is this great NFL coach either. He was under a 500 overall record before he went to USC. So uh, got fired twice. Yeah. So, But good stuff for the Niners. Yeah. I'm and the very, Raiders. very happy. And, and the, the Raiders. Raiders. Except they lost Jason Campbell, yeah. which is so, good um, so. I I am all for throwing TP to the Lions. I mean, why not? No, they're going to go with either Trent Edwards or Kyle Bowler right now. Yeah. David Gerard is right there if yeah. they want to go after him, too. And I think you have to work him out um, at this point because if you you want a decent quarterback who can run a system, why not? Oh, Sam. We're losing Sam here. We're Sam, losing Sam. Too much sport talk. Come back to us. Too much Don't sports work. talk. I'm okay. Sam, I'm okay. 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 What do you got in the bag, bro? What's I was gonna... just about to say, I have something uh, for us Sam here. gets out of the car. We're walking to the studio in hand, brown paper bag. I'm hoping that it's a 40, Sam. since it's our 40th Sam, show. Is it a weed brownie? Because we can't do that on the air. Yeah, we can. Well, not. We can't. That. Sorry, it's not a weed so, brownie grab it. or a Grab 40. it. Get it over here. But there is something in here. What is it? Oh, man. I'm excited. There is some, first of all, straight from Pier 39, Ghirardelli oh. chocolate. And Ghirardelli. then peanut M and M's and ooh, that's the Sonic Spinball oh, soundtrack. By the way, anyway. does your phone work? Does that have uh, not yet? Yeah. I, I'm still waiting for everything to move over. Your phone sucks, um, dude. You get shut out of here, Sam. Back. Don't let Tim stupid. You shut your mouth when you're talking. Shut to up, me. hipster. Sam, continue. Don't pay no attention to the hipster over pay there. Pay no attention oh, I, I to the man behind. Go occupy the... Wall Street, Tim. Okay, Sam. Um, I, I got, I got <laughs> Occupy Sonoma, where there's nothing Occupy going Occupy this wrong. radio booth. That's right. I'm occupying Boys Hot Springs. What? We'll meet in front of La we're Bamba. Do, we're doing a sit-in until midnight. Right. Then we're going to go to the taco truck. Exactly. <laughs> and we're going to get a limousine burrito. There you go. By the way, awesome. we are indeed brought to you in part by La Bamba Taco Truck. Mm. I win. I kind of just got hungry. Yeah, Sam, so did I. Continue. Go Ghirardelli ahead. chocolate, which I'm a fan of. Of course. And then, well, the rest of it is just peanut M&M's and Ooh, those uh, candy corn harvest oh, nice. things. When did you go to San Francisco? No, Mom and Dad did. Today? No, like last week. <laughs> just like out of nowhere. They're just like, we're going to San Francisco. I was like, oh, what? what? Okay, bye. Have fun. Uh, peace, losers, bye. <laughs> All right. Um, um, they probably went and did nasty things. Delicious. So, guys... What do you, what do you been what have you been watching this week? Because I have a lot of stuff I've been watching this week, and it's been good well, stuff. Well, unless you have something else, just wanted to throw it out, and this is a segue. Segue. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Word and up. I was talking with my with my girlfriend. I was saying how it seems like almost every Tim giving himself a, a mammogram good. over there. Good. Um, and Wait. I wait. No, I'm good. No, no, that's, that's my, your nipple. That's thing. my nipple. Um, okay, I'm good. And all, and and it, I, I don't say this in a bad way, and it's, no. it's it's not at all. But it seems like every month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? It seems because it's always it's yeah. Like, uh, sports always have Breast Cancer you, yeah. Awareness Month. You have it in, in, in basketball. 
in, in baseball and football and I even think hockey well, did it too and in soccer. They do baseball. They do it on Mother's Day. They try and, and, and because of the fact they're the only sport that has a regular season game on Mother's Day that they try and do the breast cancer awareness on Mother's Day, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, pink bats and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they try and work the like basically that weekend series around it, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, football, and this is, and we noticed this not just at the NFL level, um, but at the high school level too. College, they well, won't do it. That's the thing. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's overkill and it's horrible and like what's with this? This is stupid. Like it's overexposure, but it's because it's it's not. It's it's a it's a real issue that people need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Hence, but it's just like awareness. it was just like everywhere. So I was thinking, you know. You know, breast cancer is getting a lot of love, and there's nothing wrong with that. And so I did a little research and uh, came upon the uh, list of, of months that uh, of commemorative of commemorative months. And I thought that it would be good for us to inform not just one another within this booth, okay, but the millions of listeners. Preach. Okay. Preach. So just listen to some of these months. Okay. Preach, preach tabernacle. And the uh, the commem- the commemorative commemorative things, whatever. January is National Mentoring Month. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Right on. Awesome. You can Feb- always count on us. February, Black History Month. Black History Month. We know Month. that. Ding. Okay. Got Na- that. This is a game Got now. If you up. guys want to play yeah. at home. I want you to try and play along and guess which month is which as we move through the calendar. Okay. And I'm going to kind of go through these. Okay. March. March is, I'm going to say, wow, there's a Mexican lot. Mexican Heritage Month. Okay. Close. Irish American Heritage Month. Sweet. Yes. Women's History Month. Yes. Sweet. National Nutrition Month. Okay. Greek American Heritage Month. Yes. National Brain Injury Awareness Month. Utter. And Endometriosis Awareness. I don't even know what Endometri- that is. Endometriosis? Uh, I don't even know triosis? what that is, but it has I, an awareness I, month. I think we know what endo is. Okay. Yes. April. Oh. Autism Awareness Month. Okay, cool. Jazz Appreciation Month. National Poetry Month. Finger snaps. Yes, exactly. Finger snaps. Yes, finger snaps. Mathematics Awareness Month. Tim, what's six times six? Thirty-six. Thank you. You're welcome. Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Uh, Not cool. Can't really joke about that. Yeah, that's something. I'll that rip your nuts if we off if I meet you, rapist. Yeah, if we were doing our internet podcast, maybe. I'm serious. <laughs> we are now. We're just on our glorified public radio, po- uh, not podcast, radio show. Okay, National Volunteer Month. Okay, sweet. Arab American Heritage Month. Sweet. Tartan slash Scottish American Heritage Month. Nice. Donate Life Month, organ and tissue donation. Okay. May. It's kind of like, whoa, what's the deal, May? Uh, Did you just let any idiot get something commemorative for the month of May? Rowena's Eat Dessert First Month. All right. I'm down. Well, this isn't stupid, but Brain Tumor Awareness Month. Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month. South Asian Heritage Month, Haitian Heritage Month, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, Borderline Personality Disorder Month, Wow, Asthma Awareness Month, National Pet Month, Science Month, uh, Celiac Awareness Month, National Guide Dog Month, 
Jewish American Heritage Month, National Law Enforcement <laughs> Appreciation Month, National Masturbation <laughs> Month. Holler at your boy. Yes. Celebrate at least three times a day of all month long. Use lube. Social Media Month and Lupus Awareness Month. Lupus. That is the month of May. Wow. That is how much celebration goes on in the month of May. Dude. And then it really kind of mellows out. You know, June, Caribbean, American Heritage Month, Gay Lesbian Pride Month. Love the lesbos. Yes. Okay. National Father's Day Month. And that's it for June. It kind of tapers off after Wait that. a minute. Time out. Time out. Hold on. What? National Father's Day Month? Yeah. What? So yeah. we get a month of what? Father's Day. What? Not, not yet. You're not a baby's daddy yet. Not yet. Okay? Not yet. Uh, July National Vehicle Theft Protection Month. <laughs> National Tickling Month. Whoa. And French American Heritage Month. Wait a minute. Is it, it's not National French Tickling Month? I think they could combine French national American? tickling yes. and French American, make it national French American tickling. Thank you. This could be big. This could be big. Things will get big during national French American wow. tickling month. August, In other words, Spinal Muscular Atrophy Awareness Month. Wow, that's boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. September Childhood Childhood like Cancer thing. Awareness Month, National Guide Month, Guide Dog Month. National Hispanic Heritage Month, National National Bourbon Heritage Month, National Yoga Month. Get out of here, hippies. Really? National Yoga Month? Hey, dude. National Preparedness Month, German American Heritage Month, Polycystic Ovarian Syndrome Awareness Month. Oh. Wait a minute. They already have... Oh, jeez. I know. In October, it is the Black History Month in the U.K., Oh, sweet. Very cool. So, and then it goes on. There's so many. I mean, that's incredible. You know what? You know what the only day that matters to us is? That is uh, Tim Livingston Day. Well, here's on, the thing. On December you 26th. Get to the month of December. And that's why I went through this plethora of months and all the things that are celebrated. <laughs> A plethora of piñatas? to December. And it's Pete's birthday. You know what? commemorative uh, month December is um, what it's dedicated to? Larry Bird? No. Damn. Larry Bird's birthday is Pete's birthday, by the way. He'll remind you of that every time his birthday comes in. How about this? Right here. Oh my goodness. There Zero? Is nothing. Pete, it's Jesus Awareness Month. No, it's no? not. It's better. I am decreeing that December be Los Livingston Brothers. Yes! Oh, yes! Outstanding. Okay. That's just right. From here on out, December, because nobody, look at this. Who's claiming December? No one. Okay. It's open for the taking. We're sending this in. And this. Racket. Right here, what's going down? Los Livingston Brothers Awareness Month. Is the month of December, all December long. Forget Advent. Okay. You have my birthday. Forget Hanukkah. You have Tim's day. Forget Kwanzaa. You have Larry Bird's birthday. Yes, you do. Is you it know, mom's birthday? You have you Los have Livingston Madre. Los Livingston The woman who is, per- is responsible for us three being in this room together. I mean, 
Word up to that. I uh, think it's time for us. I think, right. you know, let's do a little post on Facebook. Listen, if you want December to be Los Livingston Brothers Awareness Month, you let us know by going to our Facebook page, liking us, and on the post that Pete is putting up right now, decreeing that you will celebrate December as Los Livingston Brothers Awareness Month. And if you don't feel that way, we will take a shoe from each one of us. And we will smack your dog until it goes into a coma right in front of your face. And I hope it's like your family dog that you've had for 10 years. And it's just like, oh, that rescued God. little brother Jimmy. Yeah. Oh my and God. I hope that it's like old and loving and it just has never seen an evil in its life. And then I'm just going to walk in through your front door. With with we, like we, a, with like a steel toed boot and just smash it we, right across his we, face we, right in front of you. We just lost the pet's lifeline. Demographic. Peta will be burning down <laughs> tonight's our show. Not brought to you in part by I am's cat food and whoever just drove by at sixty miles an hour. Yeah, pedigree, pedigree dog food. Little does he know that there's a bunch of five O sitting in the in the black. <laughs> no, yeah, room. really. We rolled on up. Oh, speaking of rolled on up. We rolled on up towards the uh, radio station, and we saw the the San- Sonoma police, Sonoma's finest, uh, in the parking lot with their lights on at Black Bear. Black Bear was not open for some of their fantastic Huckleberry Pie that they have. Um, but three minutes before we were to go on, we allowed Pete to get into my car, and uh, yeah, Pete farted so badly that we rolled down the windows as soon as he closed the door to my car. It was bad, Pete. There's nothing wrong. It's a natural Pete, bodily function. You know, I wanted to keep the new car smell going for as much as I can. Well, and you, you know what? You didn't. You you couldn't just. You couldn't avoid it. Could well, you? this is newer. No, I couldn't, Tim, because it's not healthy to hold in farts. Is it this? Are you mad because I have this? Maybe. Okay. What do you? How is it? It's phenomenal. It's a stupid um, phone. <laughs> By the I way, don't even want one. Pete, Pete will get the stupid phone in a couple of weeks. Really? Um, who would win in a fight? Jim Harbaugh or Jim Schwartz? Okay, now this is funny because... Because this almost went down. Yeah. Now, let's, let's, let's uh, set the story up for you, okay? So, the Lions got the ball back with a minute to go in this football game. And it was a touchback. David Akers kicked it into the end zone, so the Lions started the 20. Let's just go to the end. Fast but, forward, the, the Niners win the, the game. But, but the, the reason why I want to set this up is because Jim Schwartz is one of those coaches that is so animated that he wants to do everything his can he can to get his team back into a football game. Everything. All right? Short of going out and being a 12th man... And, like, getting open for a pass downfield, Jim Schwartz will do whatever he can to help his team win. But he couldn't get it done. Oh, what is this? 60% cacao? Cacao? Cacao. I told you, Sam. Cacao? That unless it is at least 68% cacao... (sighs) It's not good for your heart. It is not good... For my con- you know, consumption. Pete, so so then, at, as they always do at the end of the NFL football games, people come out to the middle of the field and shake hands. There was much rejoicing. Ask, ask how their baby daddies are doing. Uh, uh, check out my new pair of studded you know, earrings. Exactly. Like, dog, you should see my rose that got this stuff done. 
you know, what up? Ooh, and and then exquisite ju- mint Ghirardelli chocolate. Thank you. Dark chocolate. So fast forward, as Pete would like to say, to the head coaches meeting at midfield. This is where I hand it off to our intrepid reporter, Peter Livingston. Well, Jim Harbaugh is an animated guy. Chelsea Not like get, Homer Simpson animated. Chelsea but, couldn't know. get over how animated. He always looks like he's just really pissed off. So Chelsea was like, that's yeah. kind of how he is. So they win. He's just super excited. And it's like he's genuinely just jacked because that's just how he is. High energy guy. Jacked up. Sorry, just goes and gives to... one of those super like hard, firm, just like, you know, brings a hand up and just kind of slams it in for a handshake, you know. And you can see he says like, good game. Then he like slaps the guy on the back really hard and schwartz didn't like it you know he thought he was like shoving him and like disrespecting him and then schwartz tried to get in his face and i think jim harbaugh you know dropped some type of bad word at jim schwartz and then started jogging off towards the tunnel and then jim schwartz tries to bum rush him and you had like vernon davis and player personnel managers from the san francisco you know 49ers they had to create a barricade, and they made it known like no, none of the players were trying to fight. But I mean, stuff was going to go down. Yeah. Like Jim Schwartz was very unhappy. These coaches, they and then the players took it upon themselves when they kind of found out what happened and started like having little Twitter wars and was yeah. like, yeah. "Listen, dog, that was luck." And they were just like talking smack, like we're going to get you, but we'll see. You know, we'll, we will see. Uh, in other news. Evo 2012 uh, already announced. Caesar's Palace, July. Oh, 6th. they've moved the venue, ladies and gentlemen. July sixth. Oh, yes. They're going to be in the in the main Caesar's ballroom, dude. Going That's back to Caesar's huge. Palace. Here's the thing, though. I'm in a dilemma because I have to go there and I have to cover it, obviously, because it's the, the last part of the documentary. July sixth, Fourth of July, Sonoma. Um, Pete, Evo 2012. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. This is... I understand. The most magical time of the year in this town of Sonoma. Yes. Here. Is there somebody in the studio? I think so. Yes. Okay. But that's just announced today. Evo 2012 will be in Caesar's Palace. Phenomenal. July 6th or the 8th. Phenomenal. So, good times had by all. Um, Good times had by all. So, we quickly, we got about 15 minutes left to go. We should kind of go around the room, talk about what we personally did this week. Uh, that was fun. Um, my favorite thing I did this week is I started on the 30 for 30 box for ESPN's documentary series. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I, and I, I highly recommend it to everyone. And I watched The You again. Um, Did you start with the U? I, I didn't. I wanted to go in order. Um, on the same DVD, on the same DVD was the U and the Reggie Miller versus the Knicks documentary. Both good. That might be the best single DVD of sports documentaries in the history of anything. That's a good one. I mean, that's incredible. So, so that's what you've been up to this week? Yeah. I, I've done that the, and getting your stupid uh, hipster phone. Hey, you shut up over there. Go get some, like, flannel shirts and 
dark horn room glasses. No, Pete. And like 18 wristbands. And <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, but I am just... And a uh, scarf. I, I've been watching that, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Very That's nice. A lot of fun to watch. And Very then nice. on the on the iPhone, download games, obviously. Um, I've been playing Sonic Spinball. Cool. Which is, you know, it's Sonic Spinball, so you buy it for two bucks. And then I'm playing Puzzle Quest 2. This is an incredible game. Very nice. Uh, very fun. If anyone has any has played any game in the Puzzle Quest series for the DS or the other platforms that it came out for, you would definitely enjoy it. I suggest you pick them up. Those are my suggestions. Because that was what was cool to me this week. Sam, what did you do this week that was awesome? What did you do? I watched V after like maybe at least a year. You mean the the, 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 the alien show? fiction TV show? No, V, like the... V for Vendetta? Yeah, V for Vendetta. There you go. Oh, the movie? Yeah. Okay. And that was sweet. Good sweet. one? I still haven't seen it. I should oh, dude, you have to... It's from the... Make, uh, it's, a, it's a graphic novel adaption brought to movies, no, but I it's know. from the I know. makers of The Matrix. Yeah. It's supposed to be a good one. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Taking on the man That's with right. knives and... That's so it's, it's Tim's kind of movie. It's, it's so it's, sick. It's Tim and his uh, Occupy Wall Street, <laughs> his people's kind of movie. By the way, I did drive by a bunch of people occupying in front of Santa Rosa City Hall, and I, I kind of I was just like, really? Here's what's funny about this whole thing. I love the fact that people want to get out there and protest. I just wish they knew what they were protesting about, which is true. It's like, why, wait, why are you in front of... What are you protesting because, in front of Santa Oh, we're going to protest because they're protesting. Woohoo! It doesn't... That doesn't... That's a Pyrrhic protest, then. It's nothing. It's not Tim Livingston sure. approved. God, so no. They do not get your Tim Livingston no, stamp of No, no stamp. Okay. Zero stamp. Work on it. Work on it. Go um, ahead, Pete. They're on the right week, track, though. I just... Oh! Amazing documentary. Uh-huh. I'm almost finished with it. You... Would myself be Tim Livingston absolutely Jr. enthralled with it? It's called Page One. It's a year inside of the New York Times. Oh, shit. And it is Crimey. it's phenomenal. It's I think it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or two thousand yeah. I think it was two thousand nine to two thousand ten. And it deals all with the media, mm-hmm. responsibilities of the media, um this revolution that's been happening, you know, with with Twitter uh, you know, social networking <clears throat> responsibilities, and one of the messages, which is one of the things that I had always talked about, was, and I and I, and this is kind of where I'm at in the documentary right now. They talk about uh, how people are kind of losing sight of the importance of investigative journalism and journalists in general. People kind of think, "Oh, hey, look, I'm posting news stories. I'm a media source." I, I'm driving the media. We, the people, are driving the media. But what they don't realize is the news that they get are from specific journalists, usually with like the New York Times, LA Times, big time news sources that actually work with other groups, like almost like a contract, and send out people. They'll be like, oh, we're working with the New York Times, so we'll take this same article. Okay, kind of doctor it up differently, put their own spin on it, and then repost it. 
And what they're what they're doing is is there's all these new people are saying, oh, old media is dead. We don't need it. We don't need investigative journalism. Like we are the investigative journal. But what they're kind of coming to, which is a cool part, is that in in a way you do need because somebody has to go in there and do the hardcore investigating. You know, they have to go in there and post something to a big source like the New York Times. And so it's kind of really cool. I want to see where this documentary cool. goes. And I think you would like it a lot okay. because you are very a media centric person and very involved with the media. And I think that you can, uh, maybe we could learn something. I think we are a reputable. Yes, we are new source for all things important I, I'm pl- across the globe. I, I'm playing this because Pete and I are looking at each other's eyes through the crack in Sans microphone I stand. I know. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I want to put, is that, yeah. are crying. But, These eyes. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I'm just starting working over at the film festival. Very cool. So I'm just nice. doing that. But, uh, real quick, because I know you don't want to spend too much time on them, I do have, uh, uh, news stories. Okay. Another week of prep news stories. Their finest. Uh, I'll do them Cliff Notes style version. Okay. We got eight minutes. So seven minutes. minutes. So yeah, we okay. got to hurry. Big Bear defeats Desert Hot Springs. Unless there, was there something else you wanted to cover? I'm going to save my Boston rant for the end. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, that would be something good to close with. I'll lighten things up with this, and then you can just shut everything down with just that cold note. Yeah, damn right. Big Bear defeats Desert Hot Springs in eight overtime game. That's incredible. No I heard this story in Palm Springs, California. This is nuts. Okay, absolutely nuts. Okay, and it's it's just funny. I'll just read you this opening part of the article. It says, "Lounging in his office Saturday afternoon with bags under his eyes." Desert Hot Springs football coach L.D. Matthews was still trying to piece together what had happened on a historic Friday night, and he just says, I don't even remember some of the plays. Yeah. Okay. Eight OT Overtime periods. And this is the California overtime rules. Yeah. And this this went on to be the longest high school football contest ever played in California. Um, so 56-50 to 50 was the final score on a Friday incredible. night. Incredible. But Incredible. it was just it was just insane. It was just like you know big you know big play after big play. You know it it, it was it's kind of like this like the Syracuse Georgetown like quadruple overtime or whatever it was. You know everybody was dead. I, I still remember that game. You I know? came home from the field at twelve midnight and they were in the third overtime. But it that is game. it's one of those things. I'm sure where it's wow. like man like the whole I wish nobody had to lose type Incredible. of deal. This should uh, give them both a win. So, you know, that's just amazing. That's I don't think – I don't know when you'll ever have that again. Uh, and then let's go out to Jersey, yeah? Or out to Jersey where a goalkeeper sets record with their 68th career shutout. In with soccer? A field hockey. Very cool. Field hockey. So 68 career shutouts. 68. Her team hasn't lost a game like – Ever. They're really good. Rank number one. Um, and then a Virginia high school basketball coach retires three wins shy oh, of 900 man. wins. Three wins shy of 900 wins. And he basically goes on to say, you know, he's not a, he's not Brett Farving it, as in he's sticking around trying to get statistics, get 
uh, wins, you know, get all these accomplishments. He's been doing it for like 45 years. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's 68 the, years he's old. He's the leading high school sports winner in the history of the, the state, so I think he's okay. Yeah, and he is, I think he's crazy enough, I think he's like seventh all-time nationally. And nationally, yeah. Pretty but cool. listen, just listen to the to 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 the statistics, okay? He, he just real quick, uh, his team's only lost 174 games, which is a, an 83 or round up to 84. That's his winning percentage, okay? 84 percent of his games, fifth all time in the nation. He never had a losing team or a team finish at 500. And then his closest was his first ever year where his team finished 11 and 10. And then I think they won on and they were pretty good. Might be. Yeah. So, wow. and then the last one, wow. which is a doozy, uh, a few weeks back, we talked about a Sacramento, two Sacramento teams got into a brawl, on field brawl. It was ugly. Two weeks later, one of the coaches, tenure uh, is gone because a photo surfaced of, uh, of him posing. Uh, with the cell phone shot, of, he took it himself of him posing in front of a of, of a mirror, wearing a woman's athletic thong. And I think uh, I was listening to last week's show, and I think I made a joke about that, about how set, we were saying send us your pictures, you know. And I said take one of yourself and a woman's athletic thong. I do nothing of this. I call shenanigans that that even happened. Pete, I, I think I think you have something to explain over there. So that's wow. That's our world of sports. Tim, feel free. Wow. Sam, join in with uh, Timmy's. Sam, you might want to do. You want want to do your words of Ooh, wisdom real please quick. Please do. Where's the wisdom? Here, let this let this jolt the mind. Take a bite of that. Take a hit of that. Uh. <clears throat> I see the brain working. Go. Words of wisdom. Three. Go. Two, go, go. One, go, go. Dark chocolate is how you have to treat a woman. Oh, I like it. You have to be able to just, you have to take a bit of dark chocolate that you have your eyes on and you go gentle with it. If you go too hard on them, on the lady, then the it'll just chocolate. be bitter and it'll. Not go down so well. Okay, let's done. <laughs> no more. Incredible. <laughs> no more. But if Sam, I got my finger on the dumb button. It's good. <laughs> it's <God>. wonderful. Outstanding. <laughs> I don't know Sam. if I can top that. All right. Last week in Boston, incredible. Well, actually, this past week in Boston has brought some incredible things to the forefront, namely. That the Boston sports media is this self-cannibalizing entity that would like nothing more than to prop itself up on a precipice that could only be touched by God himself. All right? The Red Sox Nation is mad because they collapse due to injuries, due to bad luck, due to whatever you want to call it. Curses. Curses. And the owner, all right, John W. Henry, is... Dull enough to let the best GM the team has ever had, the best manager he's ever had, walk away. All right? And now that team, that's a little long in the tooth, okay, and has now not made the playoffs two straight years, sees the Yankees coming through, the Blue Jays coming up, and the Rays staying strong. And I must say, 
David Ortiz wants out. Big Poppy. Fry, fried so. chicken, beer, okay, video games, putting on 20 pounds, saying Francona was popping pills and was too worried about the ex-wife. Listen, Boston fans, you want you want something to think about? Think about this. We don't care as much as you think we care. Just because ESPN cares, just because the Boston Globe will write anything they want to raise the ire of their fan base, we don't care. Get it out of our lives. Tool, Get out of here. Tool bag of the week, Boston sports fans. Boston sports fans. Except for This is the for Sun us. FM, 91.3. That'll do it for us. Sonoma. We will see you next week, and we will not be talking about Boston sports. White chocolate's okay, but I prefer cookies and cream or uh, Hershey's. You need some black mix in there, some darkness? Yeah. 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 Some Beth cookie, here. cookie chunks. I'm happy to oh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Delicious.